Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the 90210. Welcome back. To <laughs> what show are we doing today? Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my straight on her facts girlfriend. Carol. What in the world is happening? How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? No retakes. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe there should be. <laughs> no, no, we're good. Uh, it is August 2nd, 1997. Yep, summer is rapidly ending. It is. It's rapidly wasting away. They have school supplies at the store. Really? It's August. Oh my gosh, you saw pen- so pencil cases and... Made me nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Frank uh, folders. I love Lisa Frank. Because we're not in school, or we are, or we're teenagers, or a different age. We're, we're not in school <laughs> anymore. We live together. All right. Well, Come we're, on. Not, we're not 18 anymore. Anyway. Young adults. Oh, or a different age. <laughs> <laughs> He likes to keep you guessing. Yeah. Are you afraid they're going to like find us somehow? They don't need to know how old we are or where <laughs> we live or what our last names are. All right. You never, you never know. With the internet, which is apparently being used in Africa as well. I guess the internet is catching on in Africa where it's available. There are many places it's not available, but... Okay. I was reading a story about it. But speaking of the internet, I wanted to read you. I wanted to read you. This isn't a story that, by the way, I, I got the, uh, a subscription to the newspaper again. So we got our news back, everybody. News woot. segment. Woot, woot. I wanted to read you um, an uh, advertisement. An advertisement. <laughs> yeah, we don't usually do this, obviously. We usually do the news in the news segment. But this was in the paper. And I'm thinking about buying a new computer for the house. Okay. And I think this might be worth it. So this computer is, it's a Hewlett Packard with an Intel inside Pentium processor. Okay. So that makes it really fast. No idea, but sure. Um, It's uh, $1,799.92. <laughs> well, you can we can do it for like $40, $40 a month. But listen to the stuff it's got. 32 megabytes of RAM. 4.3 gigabyte hard drive. So 4.3 gigabytes of storage. A gigabyte's like uh, like a, a thousand megabytes or something like that. So it's a lot. So it's not like a bite of pizza. No. Um, a pizza on the brain. A 256K pipeline cache. No I'm idea what, sure that, what is. that means, but it's got a K56 Fifty six. Fifty six. What a computer! No wonder it's expensive. DSVD modem. So it download speeds up to fifty six kilobytes per second. Okay. That's that's you know it's fast. Okay. Uh, and then it's got the Pentium processor, you know, so it's fast. Now it doesn't come with the monitor, obviously, you, to get the Hewlett Packard fifteen inch color monitor with a thirteen point seven inch viewable screen. That's another three ninety nine ninety two. So, about so it's bucks. about two thousand dollars to get the whole shebang. Yeah, about twenty one. Well, about twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's expensive. 
you know, but we, we'd pay it off over time. But I think it might be worth it for that 4.3 gigabyte hard drive, Carol. Okay. Well, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I think I'd have to pick up some overtime to pay for that, but whatever. Yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> Speaking of paying for things, though, uh, coming soon uh, to Pine Knob is uh, Ani DeFranco. <gasps> Yeah, I know you're. I know you're a fan. See, there she is. You got to take me to Ani. Ani DeFranco glory. I love Ani. She's going to be performing with Bob Dylan. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. When? When? Uh, August tenth. So not too far from now. I can still tickets are still available. Yes, they're um, they're less than the computer. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Uh, and then the only other like article that I really found, I, mean, I didn't do like a huge search or anything because you know, I just got the paper. But uh, the only other article I found that I found interesting was uh, you got some place to be. No. Okay. What the fuck? You looked like you needed to leave. I was thinking about marking my calendar about the Ani DeFranco concert, but I, understand that. I decided not to get up. Uh, it's the style page. Music meets fashion, Carol. How is that working? What are you talking about? (laughs) That's what I want to know. What are you talking about? Cheryl Crow will be wearing Tommy Hilfiger when she sets out on her fall concert tour on August 15th. Cheryl Crow? Yeah, I know. Hilfiger announced last week that he designed a stage wardrobe for Crow and will sponsor the tour. You can see it for yourself when Crow plays Meadowbrook. On August 23rd. You know that you got to take me to that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be a part uh, or to, to be a part of connecting music and fashion, said Hillfinger. Who is dra- Hillfinger? Whatever. What's his name? Hillfigure. Okay. Tommy Hillfigure. Who has dressed a slew of rappers as well as the rock band Nancy Boy. You know what, though? Like, I don't give a shit about Tommy Hillfigure and the fact that, uh, like... Cheryl Crow is wearing his stuff to her show kind of upsets me because it's like not what she's about. I thought, but maybe I was wrong. What is she about? Um, What's Tommy Hilfiger about? Is he a communist? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, it's just to me, it's a waste of money to spend like hundreds of dollars on name brand shit when you can go to Kmart and get the same, you know. Well, Stuff. you didn't own any Hugo Boss? No. Or Jerbo? Remember Jerbo? No. I, I purposely avoid that stuff. You know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had, uh, I don't have any Tommy Hilfiger, but I had, I had some Hugo Boss stuff. Blah. Blah. What about side sandals, Carol? Slides, I'm sorry, slide sandals, Carol. What, what the fuck is that? Okay. You bought some great looking slides for summer. Thick sole, wide band across the insept. Lots of exposure for your feet. Now what? I don't know. What? What? Go out with them? Of course you'll get a pedicure before you wear them, and you won't wear them to the office, right? Quote, for the most part, I wouldn't recommend them for work wear because they're too bare. You look essentially barefooted, says Corbin Seitz, fashion consultant for Target stores. Target. They're great with play clothes, though, such as a floral sundress or narrow flat front pants. So if you want to get a pair of slides, that's how you wear them, Carol. No, no This thanks. article tells you how to wear them. I don't like to show my feet. 
No, I know you're not into that. You're afraid of uh, foot fetishists. I am afraid of uh, Quentin Tarantino hunting me down. Right, exactly. <laughs> you could be in his next movie then. Well, hmm, that could be worth it. It's hot. It is hot. It's humid. Your hair is frizzy. Hey. <laughs> Here's how the experts solve that problem. Carol Labute, owner of Maine Connection Salon and Farming Tales. Don't fight nature. If your hair is naturally curly or wavy, just let it go on humid days. Okay. So her solution is don't do shits. Um, my solution is frizzies. Come on. Well, is that an, a conditioner? Because she says use a conditioner. No, it's it's the stuff that you like put in your hair and it makes it not frizzy. You like spray it in. It's awesome and I love it. What about chemically straightened hair? I don't need to do that and okay. I don't think most white women do that. All right. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe if you have really curly hair, I don't know. What about this? www.worldstyle.com World Style, it's where we live. It's an online fashion magazine that offers an upbeat glimpse of fashion and beauty trends, as well as profiles of fashion newsmakers and the occasional restaurant review. That's, that's an odd yeah. thing just thrown in there. That is. I wonder who's sleeping with who to make that happen, because that doesn't just happen on its own. Right. Worldstyle.com. I wonder if... I wonder what goes on at worldstyle.com. Um, I, don't, I mean, if it's truly like a fashion magazine, like I think that's weird. Like I'd rather like go buy like Seventeen or Cosmo or even Vogue and mm. sit there on the bed or the couch and flip through it with it in my hands because, you know, that's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, an online magazine, a magazine on on the the World Wide Web. What about the glossy pages? I what, like the glossy pages. Yeah. What about the perfume? Is the computer gonna maybe that compu- the twenty two hundred dollar computer will spray perfume <laughs> out of it whenever you go to WorldStyle.com? Yeah, I got you to buy me some perfume that one year because I I found. Yep. What? I've only bought you perfume that one year. Well, I think you have. It still actually. lasts. Really? Yeah. The, all this time we've been together, I've only bought you perfume once. I think so. I ran out. Made me sad. Well, I want you to be in charge of your own smells. I am in charge <laughs> of my own smell. And you love it. Speaking of being in charge of your own smells, though, we watched a movie today. That stunk? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Whose idea was what? To watch this piece of garbage. Both of our ideas. I don't think so. We mutually decide on movies we watch. I don't I don't, I don't think you so. know, I don't like this let's point <laughs> fingers and who said let's go see Spawn. It's unfair. Well, I never heard of Spawn. I'm so sick of comic book movies. Had you heard of Spawn before There's been this? There's like three comic book movies this year. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's too much. Too many. But did you hear of him before? Yes, I heard of Spawn before. I'm not big into comics, as you know. I don't read a lot of comics. I haven't read a Spawn comic. But I've heard of Spawn, created by Todd McFarlane, who you might not be surprised to discover that he also created uh, a character called Venom. (laughs) 
or he was one of the people that created Venom. The Venom being evil Spider-Man. Yeah. And there's a scene in this movie where uh, where Spawn is climbing on the the side of a building, mm-hmm. and all I could think of was it's evil Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, and I've heard of him. Like, just not this asshole. <laughs> well, what I think is funny. So the this the setup of this is that Spawn is a mercenary uh, who's very good at his job, who ends up getting killed, dying, going to hell, and then Satan or whatever, they call him something else, yeah. but it's essentially it's Satan. Right. Is like, hey, lead my armies against heaven, and I'll let you see your... He didn't even say be with. I'll let you see your wife again. Yeah, that was a really stupid thing to agree to. So he was like, okay... And then the rest of the movie makes it seem like it's still a choice. He agreed to it. Yeah. At the beginning. What the fuck? Agreed. Like, the whole time, I'm like, what are you talking about? Because they keep saying, will you do it? And he's like, no, never. And it's like, but you already, you already said. Yeah. He's a welcher. <laughs> he fucking welches on his word. What a piece of shit. Right? But, uh, so that's the setup for him. Now, um, I wonder if... Let me tell you a different story. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Mercenary gets hurt badly. Face completely like burned, all like ugly looking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he wears a mask, becomes a vigilante, (laughs) is indestructible, can't be killed, starts, uh, you know, is an anti-hero. Does that sound familiar? Are you talking about Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or? No, I'm talking yeah, that that famous anti-hero Jason Voorhees. Hey, they wear masks. No, I'm talking about a character created by Rob Liefeld called Deadpool. Oh. That character was created in 1991. This character was created in 92. Hmm. Spawn. So I'm not saying that Todd McFarlane ripped off Rob Liefeld. But there are similarities between now Deadpool as a character is not a character that is comes from hell. Right. So that's a difference. But and and Deadpool uh, kind of famously like breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. where he'll like talk directly to the comic book audience and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but so it, there's there's a lot of differences, but disfigured former mercenary become superhero anti-hero vigilante you know it's it's very similar yeah you fuse that with spawn or with uh venom i mean which you know he also created and then that's kind of how you get spawn and it's like so he sort of ripped off rob robert liefeld and himself not i mean allegedly i'm not saying that he actually did that but Mm. it's it's very it's very similar yeah, I mean, I gotta. Uh, I don't even care if he stole it. Like, it it's not worth stealing. Agreed. Like, it it seemed like I was in shock that we were watching it in the theater. <laughs> you know, like it looked like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like that was the quality of the filming. It looked like it looked like a movie you'd find in a dumpster <laughs> that was cursed, <laughs> right? A videotape. It was just awful. 
What did you think of the uh, fire effect transitions where it looks like the screen's burning up or whatever as it transitions from one scene to the next? Stupid, jarring, unnecessary. The, the, I will say one thing. The movie's colorful in kind of the way garishly colorful that Batman and Robin was. Okay. But not maybe not quite that colorful, but... You know, I guess it's supposed to give it that comic book type feel for it. So cinematography-wise, that's probably the one good thing I can say about it. The I read an article in there that talked about how the special effects, an article in the in the newspaper, because mm-hmm. uh, um, I can't remember his name, but the Detroit Free Press dude, that the, their film critic. Mike Duffy? No, he does TV. Oh. This guy's somebody else, Terry, I think. Okay. Terry something. But he does their movie reviews. And he gave it two out of four stars. So basically an average film. Wow. And he said that the special effects like kind of, you know, add a spark what? to it. The, spe- what? the special effects were my least favorite part of it. I understand that it's like, oh, so cool what computers can do now. And look at all this, like, you know, these this fantastical stuff that we can put on the screen because these computers can do so much now. And some of it looked good or whatever, yeah, but, like, it doesn't look real. I mean, no. am I the only one that, that looks at it and, like, that, that big monster, the big devil monster? He looks like a cartoon almost. Right. And then there was the dude that kept turning green like a ghost, like there was a green aura around him. Like, why? <laughs> oh, are you, talking, are you talking about Phil Collins? The narrator, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Collins, the Phil Collins lookalike that is... Uh, the, the plot lord of this movie, yeah. Why do you have a narrator in a movie? Like, I don't. The whole don't beginning of the understand. movie is like a book on tape. It's awful. Where they're just like, this is this is what's happening, and this is what this character is. This is what this guy is. This is what's going to happen. This is what the devil wants. This is what we want. And, and scene. And like, there was a spoiler. It kind of pissed me off when he was finally allowed to go back to Earth, right? Uh-huh. And they're explaining. That they kept him five years in the dark or whatever before letting him go, and he doesn't know that. And that it, he's about to see things that are going to, you know, hurt him and make him wish he hadn't come back or whatever. Like, let us figure that shit out. Right, exactly. It would have been a more enjoyable scene with more tension. Right. If we didn't already go, oh, shit, you know, and then see a kid's birthday party. Like, obvi- like right, th- you know exactly that right in that second. By the way, that kid, Cyan. <laughs> uh-huh. How has she gone through five years of life and never been abducted? She's... What? She, like, she freely goes up to this burned fucking looking <laughs> dude and is just like, hey, what's up? How you, you doing? Want some candy? <laughs> and then he meets, he sees her in a gym and she's like, oh, your face looks kind of weird or whatever. And she shows, exhibits no fear or yeah. survival instinct at all. Like, this kid would have been in a van ten times over. Agreed. Also, another thing that really bothered me about this movie, we'll get back to the fact that they just basically explain everything throughout the entire movie. It's the classic tell us, don't show us anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, this it we might as well have had John Leguizamo dressed up in a fat suit as a clown for whatever fucking reason, sit down in a chair, open up a comic book, and be like, I'm going to read this to you now. Was that John Leguizamo? Was yes. he the clown? Yes. Why, John Leguizamo? Why? I liked you. you looked, I don't like you anymore. You looked so much better as a woman. Yeah. 
Um, in Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, yeah, Julie. I loved him in that movie. Yeah, he was good in that movie. And he was in something else. Was it uh, Romeo and Juliet? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was really good in that. Too. Yeah. And then he did this psychotic clown from hell. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Violator. <sighs> but one thing that really gets me about this movie, at no point... Did anyone ever treat the appearance of Al Simmons, Spawn, or anything else like the giant violator monster that, like you pointed out, looks like the creature in the refrigerator from Gremlins, (laughs) but much worse? Right. Because it's not an actual thing. It's not a practical effect. It's just, you know, this this CGI abomination. Mm -hmm. Um. At no point does any character in the movie treat this as if it's something amazing yeah. or or noteworthy in any way. This guy fucking drops from a ceiling at a society event and everyone's just like, oh, no. And uh, fucking Martin Sheen looks at him and he's like, uh, hey, who are you? It's like, what? This dude just dropped from an impossible height has a huge flowing red cape that looks like it has a mind of its own. Right. He His face is completely burned. He looks like a monster. And your response is, hey, who are you? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I think you'd all be running and screaming. And be like, what is going on? What is this world? Yeah. You know, like he he should be shocked in some way. At least some of the people should be shocked. His fucking... Now, maybe you could say that Martin Sheen is somewhat familiar with this stuff because apparently he has some deal with the clown. The devil. The clown, yeah. The clown slash the devil, the emissary of the devil. Mm -hmm. But the other assassin, the, the woman who... I mean, I feel so bad for this actress. She is in one scene where she... Plays with a tarantula <laughs> and shows her boobs. I mean, not fully, but like, you know, just a lot of cleavage. Uh-huh. And then she's in another scene where she gets dressed up in a leather outfit and just gunned down by this by Spawn. Right. And that is her entire, why is she even in the movie? Like, that's her entire role in the movie. But she comes, like, she comes in and she's not, she's just like, who the hell was that? Not like, what is this fucking monster? What am I fighting? Didn't I just shoot him a bunch of times and now he's just healed again? By the yeah. way, he gets shot a ton of times by this chick. How is he supposed to lead Satan's army? Uh-huh. This guy's a fucking loser. Well, but he can heal. Well, then give the spawn powers to anyone. Right. I don't know. The whole thing was awful. And then, like, what about that little boy who lives in the streets or whatever. Oh, Gage from Pet Cemetery. I was so confused because I thought he was actually in hell. So did I. When he came... Well, that's the other thing. He dies. We see him go down this long fire tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he's going to hell because he killed a bunch of people in his career. That makes sense. Then we never see hell. Just instantaneously he's in this alleyway with people accosting him. And yes, I thought the same thing as you. Oh, this is hell. Yeah. Okay, let's see him go to hell. And like, it took me a second. I'm like, oh, he's on Earth. What the fuck happened? Well, because this little and this little boy is like eating out of the garbage, and what he's eating 
looked like not human food. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're in hell. They have to eat, you know, terrible things. And he was offering him an old soda. And I thought to myself, oh, don't eat or drink anything. (laughs) Because then you'll be condemned to hell. Because, like, you know, Greek. uh, Persephone. Persephone. Yeah. Persephone. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I thought thought that, too. But, no, apparently he was just in a homeless place on Earth, which is where they, they live. Yeah. I guess these this is where they go, the mercenaries. Because hmm. the fucking narrator, Phil Collins, is there, too. Uh, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Nothing in this movie makes sense. And, like, it seems like, okay, it's been five years, and his ex-wife, I mean, his wife, who, you know, whatever, she thinks she was widowed. His widow, yeah. Has, well, she was, because he died. Has hey, married. He saw his own body. Yeah. They go to a cemetery, and he digs up his own body. Which reaches out for him and then dissolves. Yeah, it was weird. But his wife remarried his business associate. Yeah. And he looks all betrayed and like he's figuring out, oh, they were cheating or whatever. It looks like, but like, it's been five years. She thought you were dead. Like, why do you assume that she did anything wrong? I mean, based on the age of that kid, they didn't wait that long. But Well, yeah. But still, yeah, I, they, they thought he was dead. Like, that's not on them. No. Because he was literally dead. And even... So they can't assume that he's just going to come back from the dead. Right. And even in, like, the flashback scenes or whatever where he's thinking stuff, like, it didn't seem to me like there was anything happening. Did it to you? No, I don't... No, I don't think there was any... I don't think there was any cheating or anything. I think they just got together after he died. I got another question, though logistically hmm. how'd they get that how did they get his body back what do you mean he gets killed at a chemical a secret chemical plant in beijing china where he's lit on fire right yeah. the chinese were the, were the chinese just like oh hey here <laughs> we we found we found this operative in our top secret fucking facility burned and killed here's his body yeah that's a good point yeah, I mean, there was nothing about this movie that made sense. No, and I, or... think, I think part of the problem is it seemed like they took all the scenes of this movie and to edit, to, to, the way they edited it, this was they took all the scenes and they just put them all in a blender. Yeah. And they just reassembled the, the footage. Basically. Because it doesn't make any sense. It's very, very bad. And that clown is, like, my least favorite character. Like, he just creeps me out and makes me nauseous. Disgusting. There's all these gross fart and shit jokes. Like, he actually takes his his underwear off to show him the the stain. Yeah. The shit stain. The streak. After he farts. So gross. Like, why? And, you know, it's not a kid's movie, but stuff like that makes it seem like a kid's movie. It's like, I guess, a teenager movie. I guess. But even then, I have more faith in teenagers that they would think that that was funny. Right. Because it wasn't funny. No. I'm not saying that fart jokes can't occasionally be funny. I That's not my type of humor, but there are ways you can do it where it's funny, but this is not funny. Yeah. This is the laziest kind of humor. Agreed. Yeah, it, it it was terrible, and like like we were talking about, instead of showing us anything, instead of actually us, because it would have been nice 
for him to I mean it's it's the simplest kind of structure for for this stuff, right? It's an origin movie. This is the origin of this anti-hero superhero whatever, right? Basic screenwriting 101. Introduce the character before he becomes this thing. Get us to like him. Did you really like him, like this Al Simmons before? I mean, he's out there killing people, killing civilians and stuff. It, it never really seemed like he cared that much about it. Mm-mm. He dies. but I mean, And maybe that's okay because he's an anti-hero. We should still have some sympathy for him, though. But um, they kill him, comes back as Spawn. There's his origin, right? What's the next thing you do? Discover the powers. The next thing he should... The screenwriting 101, he should have had he should have had a montage or a series of scenes where he discovers his powers, what he can do, and all that stuff, and none of that happened. Instead, 20 minutes before the end of the movie, they have a, a quick montage where uh, Phil Collins is like, here's how you use your powers. Yeah, it was stupid. And just explaining to him how to do it. At one point, he calls Phil Collins Yoda, which is like, don't reference a better movie. Don't make us think of a better movie in the middle of your shitty movie. Yes, all that does is drop poor comparisons. So, but yeah, that's they in almost every scene, that's all they're doing is explaining stuff. They have, their plan is, and I don't understand why they need the destruction of the Earth. It's a weird fucking plan. Their plan is, they've got Martin Sheen, who, by the way... I think Martin Sheen got into some of his son Charlie Sheen's stash <laughs> for the way he's acting in this film. Right. But they got Martin Sheen to, you know, do all this shitty stuff around the world. They've got the clown. They've got Spawn now, who they want to lead their army. They need a biological weapon, I don't know why, for some reason, to wreak havoc on the world. So then they can you know, in the afterlife, presumably, go after the gates of heaven, right? So they tell they tell uh, Martin Sheen, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to implant this device uh, into your heart, and if your heart stops, all the chemicals are released. And he's like, okay, so the thing that we want to happen can only happen if my heart stops. Let's do it! Yeah. They're like, yeah, make sure nobody will kill you. It'd be stupid to kill you because, uh, you know, then all this stuff will happen. He's like, of course, great plan. Sounds good. He says, sounds good to me. <laughs> so he's an idiot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the that's the plan. And I, I don't, and instead of, so that's, that's where I was going with this. Instead of letting us figure that out. There's a scene where the clown goes to hell and he and his boss discuss it and they just flat out say it. Mm-hmm. And then we cut. It's like there's a lot of like quick, maybe 15, 20 second scenes in this just explaining stuff. And then we go. And like, why are they spending so much time explaining everything? Because I think that they anticipate that they're going to have more movies. Like, they're setting something up here. But I can't imagine that that would be true. No. There's no way they're making any more of these fucking pieces of shit movies. They can't make any comic book movies anymore. Fuck. Yeah. You can't do it. 
Yeah, I'm done with the comic book movies for for now. I'm telling you. And uh, why does the movie have time for John Leguizamo as a clown to do a cheer for Spawn? (gasps) Yeah, what was that? Who was he performing for? He had on a cheerleader outfit. He's doing a cheer. Was somebody watching? Because it seemed almost like he was by himself. I thought that Spawn had left the room. He did. So he was by himself. Yeah, so he was doing it for us. It's ridiculous. And then he got sent back to hell for the devil to be like, well, we've got to get Spawn to do this. This is your last chance. And he's like, why don't I lead the army? Why doesn't he lead the army? He seems like a decently powerful character. Why do they need Spawn? Why do they need a regular human who died who is good at killing people? What kind of, is that like, is he, that's the thing too. We never see like anything like, oh, he's a tactical genius. Right. Look at him get out of, you know, through through these different things. It's like he walked into an airport, he shot a couple people, and then he set up a missile and fired it. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me that not that he's the only person in the world that could have done that? No, it definitely seems like the violator could uh, do more things. It's just, it's the whole thing's ridiculous. It was, the acting was bad. Mm-hmm. Acting wasn't good at all. No. D.B. Sweeney was in it. He's the one that uh, cucks uh, <laughs> Spawn uh, post, you know, post-life. Right. Um, but he uh, he was in that, that move, that uh, cutting show edge. we saw. It was, yeah, he was in the cutting edge, yes. But he was in that TV show we saw, uh, Strange Luck. Remember we covered that piece yeah. of shit? Yeah, that was bad, too. Um, the Cutting Edge is good. Otherwise, I think he has some pretty shitty taste. Cutting Edge is good, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, just like, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that when people know it's bad, that they just kind of phone it in? Maybe. Because it feels like Martin Sheen was trying something. I don't think it was very good, but he was trying something. Well, yeah, because he actually has some kind of talent as an actor, so and, and and you know probably some professionalism, right? And Michael Jai White, who is the guy that played Spawn, is also doing something. Mm-hmm. But I think DB Sweeney is just doing nothing. Yeah, and the woman that plays his wife, Wanda, also doing nothing. Now, John Leguizamo. It's hard to say. I mean, he's, he's putting on a, a a performance as a clown. You you can't really tell much about. There's so much makeup on him and stuff. It's like hard to see him as a person. Yeah, but I just think that maybe TV Sweeney was like, "Man, this fucking sucks. This is worse than that TV show I was on." <laughs> Probably. Like this, this the final nail in the coffin of my career. So he's just phoning it in. Well. That's all I've got to say about this movie. Good, because I'm so done talking about this piece of shit, thinking about this piece of shit. I don't ever want to think about it again. Next week, we're watching a Mel Gibson movie, so. Yay, and Julia Roberts. I know you like Mel Gibson, so. Uh, Yeah, I think she's in it, too. That'll be good. All right, well, uh, that's our episode, Carol. (laughs) All right, so you can write us at latefee1994 at Mm AOL.com. And check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.